Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. Today we're sitting down with Madeline Merlot. Got to sit down with her just as she kicked off her tour with Jimmy Allen here in Las Vegas. She moved from Canada to Nashville, moved right to the Gulch. If you know anything about Nashville, that's right in the guts and the glory of it all. Grandma was an opera singer. Dad was a musician. Mom was actually the influence into country music. Grew up riding horses, playing in the mud, skeet shooting. Her first concert, Shania Twain, man. Signed a record deal at 17. Nominated for Female Artist of the Year up in Canada. Has a gold record in Canada. Canada, now signed to Broken Bow Records, folks. Let's get to know Madeline Merlot. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, Madeline Merlot is Hello. in the studio. How are you today? I'm doing so good. How are you doing today? I am here. I'm smiling. I'm back here again. I had to leave, go home, and actually wake up and then come back again. But nice. it's, been, it's been a long weekend already, and it's only Saturday. Yes. So you. you just jumped on this tour with Jimmy Allen. Yes. You said you started the Troubadour, and then you played Moonshine. Yeah. And now you get to play the best of all of them, Stoney's yes. Rockin' Country. Is it your first time here at Stoney's? It is. It's so it's so amazing here. It actually reminds me of a bar in my hometown. It's much smaller than this. This place is epic. But with bull riding and on my 19th birthday, which is the drinking age in Canada, I went to Roosters, it was called. And it reminds me of it, kind of. Beautiful. Well, so welcome mm-hmm. kind of back home. Yeah, kind of. And Feels I, good. I believe your birthday is just a couple days away? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm rehearsal. <laughs> Um, But it's going to be good. I have a show in Orange County, and so doing a rehearsal with the band and maybe go to the beach and um, play the show the next day. So Right. And um, so that's when? On the 11th. Or sorry, the show's on the 10th. So my birthday's on the 9th. Oh, sweet. So that's literally right around the corner. Yeah. Four Mm -hmm. days away. Well, Mm -hmm. happy happy early birthday. Thank you. That's right. Appreciate that. So your next show, full band, you're a headliner? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, something for the Super Bowl, this charity thing. So. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Do you live in Nashville now? I do, yeah. So, so growing up in Canada? Yeah, I grew up on the west coast of Canada, right above Seattle. Okay. Um, yeah, in like a suburb, um, kind of country, little town. Um, yeah, but I live in Nashville, and I've been in Nashville almost four years. What's the major difference from Nashville to Canada, like living-wise? Um... I mean, they're they're different. I mean, I'm from like the warmest part of Canada, too. So I've never really felt everyone's like, oh, you must be, you know, used to the frigid temperatures or whatever. So it's not really that. I don't know. There's something kind of similar about them. Um, Everyone's really friendly. Um, The same thing in Canada. We have a reputation of being really friendly. And in the South, it's amazing, you know, how friendly everybody is. Um, So there's a few similarities, but definitely just the music. And I mean, I'm obsessed with Nashville. I'm so happy I moved there. What part of Nashville did you go to? Like a a, a suburb of it or? Um, No, I live like right in the Gulch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, you're not messing around. Right in the heart of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's zero messing around. Yeah. (laughs) You came from a musical background family sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother was an opera singer. My dad was a musician. Um, so grew up with a lot of music in the house. And my mom was just a huge country fan. And so that's where the country tie comes from? Yeah. And like the where I grew up was a pretty country town. You know, I like r- rode horses growing up and, you know, we listened to country music. That was just kind of what we did. And, you know, drove trucks in mud and shot things. That was kind of the vibe. Um, skeets and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. And then I just always knew I wanted to sing country music since How? how? I was a like because c- your mom? Um, she took me to my first concert, uh, when I was 10 and it was Shania Twain and it was just, I mean, but I listened to just growing up like Dolly Parton and Patsy right. Cline and like old country, um, 
as well as like, you know, Keith Urban and Taylor Swift and all that stuff. So uh, I just loved it. So you just wake up one day and go, I need to go to Nashville? Or yeah, kind of. I mean, I had this... I mean, I remember somebody telling me, look, there's this place that exists that you, you, you know, like you learn how to write songs and then you, that's their jobs. And, and then that's where country stars are made. And I'm like, wait, what? Like this place is this like magical wonderland or something. So, um, did you, did you go there first and kind of like get a feel for it? Yeah. I went for the first time when I was like 17, um, and just was like, okay, I have to figure out how to get down here. Cause as a Canadian, I needed a visa. I needed a job. I needed to like make it happen. So are you like, um, what do they call that legal? now or are you yeah I have a visa I'm on a work visa here and how long does that last for um I'm on a three-year visa like it expired six months yeah ago. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone <laughs> uh yeah I'm on a three-year visa but I'll be eligible to get my green card soon so because cool. you're just a good a good American citizen is that that's I don't, right I have zero clue how <laughs> any of that works I don't I don't know that it's me neither it's very complicated so if you just want a vacation there you have to like from Canada to Nashville, if you just wanted to go to check it out, you had to get a visa just to go check it out? No, um, you can stay up to six months, but you can't work there. And so oh. I have a visa that enables me to make money here, but just through music. So I couldn't go work at Starbucks. So I just wasn't able to move down there, even if I had a visa, because I didn't have a job. Crazy. And so I moved down. I was like, I need a publishing deal and just like harassed everyone I had ever known or met or knocked on every door and was like, can I play you my song? Can I play you my songs? And um, ended up getting a publishing deal. How and cool. then they signed my visa. How how long in Nashville were you before you knocked on 12,000 doors and someone said, heck yeah? Um, I was like kind of back and forth right at the beginning. I think it was about 10 months in total, but I was there like almost because like, you allowed six months. And I remember it was like cutting it so close. Were you freaking out? Yeah, for sure. That's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm totally learning right now. I never mm -hmm. knew that, that kind of, I mean, we've had some artists in here that are from there. Lindsay L., yeah. Um, um, Aaron Goodwin. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think who else. It's really weird to me because I think about one of my favorite artists is from overseas and they're from Scotland and they're a huge band mm -hmm. over there. They play Wembley and sell it out. They yeah. come here. I've seen them three times here. I'm actually going to see them again in May. They're coming. Cool. I've never seen them with more than 300 people here. Mm -hmm. But when they play overseas, they sell out. Like yeah. 100,000 seats. Crazy. And I don't understand because then you look at someone like Lindsay L who's huge up Allegedly, mm -hmm. I would know because I've never been there, but you read about it. And the same thing with Aaron Goodwin. And they yeah. have to like, do you find yourself, did you have much much success there? Did you do the country yeah, thing there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I signed a record deal when I was really young. Um, I was like 17 years old when I signed a record deal um, in Canada and started touring and playing shows, nominated for Female Arts of the Year at the CCMAs, the Canadian Country Music Awards, radio play, you know, the gold record up there, like total, wow. you know, absolutely did the thing. Um, it's just got a ceiling because it's just the population. I mean, it's the size of California population-wise. Right. So you can only... You know, and it doesn't translate. And that's the thing about America is it translates to the world. So do you did you find yourself maybe on a pedestal in Canada and then you come down to Nashville and <laughs> was it was it like I'm kind of a no I'm not, I'm just this girl that I mean you learn pretty quick. I mean, I definitely don't feel like I was on a pedestal, but definitely being like hey, like, I've got this song that's got, like, you know, a few million streams in Canada or whatever. Um, it's all, you know, it's n number five on Canadian radio and people immediately were like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, that's cool. And, like, you just get it. It's just a different thing. It's a different market. It's a different sound. It's a different thing. You know, it's a different country. So um, 
I was like, okay, it's just starting all over again. But I, you know, I just signed with Broken Bow and I'm releasing my first music with this new company and kind of this fresh start, it feels like. But I've been playing and touring since I was 17. So I feel like I've got a lot of experience, but I'm kind of like a fresh face. So I feel like ready to work and prepared and comfortable and all that stuff. I would say the fact that you knocked on all those doors knowing that you had no choice like, yeah. makes you don't yeah. ever forget that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I was like, I have I have to do it. You just had to. And I think when you're like really put under pressure like that, you just you can always there's always if there's a will, there's a way. There's always a way to make it happen. How are your parents? Are they still up in Canada? Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they think about you living in the States and doing your thing? I mean, always like very supportive. Like my, I remember when I left, I moved to Toronto first quite young um, and then never came back. I mean, I left at like 19 or something. And I know my mom was like kind of sad, but they were just excited, you know, and, and supportive of me doing my thing. I've always been a very independent and free spirited person. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this. And they're like, okay, good Brothers luck. and sisters? I have an older sister, yeah. And is she musically inclined she's or? actually a beautiful singer but she just sings in the shower kind right of thing. i think yeah. you say like she's like a nurse <laughs> <laughs> she well she's a yoga teacher she's very very zen right individual um but she actually has a beautiful voice she just is like you know shower. too nervous to yeah, ever sing in front of I people do. like in yeah. the truck i'll turn up really loud so i can't hear myself yeah that's kind of how that works does does she like support what you do and follow what you do? For sure. Does she ever come out yeah. on the road with you? Sometimes, yeah. Did- She'll come to some shows and um, yeah, it's so good to just be around. And it's so crazy because yeah. they've just seen you. You know, I, I played, started singing when I was six years old, like talent shows and competitions. And, and your mom took musicals, you to this stuff? Or everything. She drove me every, every weekend. There was something and I lost all of them too. I was never like the winner or the star. I was in the chorus. I was never the lead. It was like I'd audition for commercials and never get any of them. And my sister was like, I'd be playing bad guitar in my room. My sister would be like, shut up. Um, so they've just seen me kind of hustle for so long that they're both like, Good job, you know. What was the first album that you that you listened to country wise that just kind of like did it for you where you knew that country was it? Because you can cross over yeah. into anything, but like that country was your thing. I, it was probably Shania Twain. I mean, it was I mean, I was ten when I saw her. Um and it just was I mean, she was just a superstar and her songs were so good and she wrote them and she was so beautiful and she was Canadian. Shania's from Canada, so it was like blew my mind i was like wait i want to do that she can do that I she can, can do her. that i can do that yeah do you do you look at her and as kind of like your idol in the industry um One yeah of them maybe you know what's really cool is uh, a few years ago um at the canadian country music awards there's she hosted it and there was a tribute to her and i was got to be a part of it so i was saying one of her songs and she joined me and some other f- females on stage and so i have a picture with shania on stage at this award show so um that was a really full circle moment so she's definitely like one of my heroes for sure her just her like she just made music that was different than everything else and that's what right. I've always wanted to do like how do I separate myself Dolly is another one that just as like a person philanthropist businesswoman songwriter right. like she's just Burt she's Reynolds sidekick yeah that's what I remember her from because <laughs> yeah. that's way back she's actually hosting the ACMs I saw the yes me too so ex- like I think she would be the most I'd be the most starstruck to see her of anyone in the world I think have you played the opera yet no 
I so really want to, though. You have bucket list items. Yes. On, okay, so that's one of them. For what, sure. What else do you have on your bucket list? Places to play. Places to play. Other um, than Stonies. Stonies, of course. Sorry, headline Absolutely. Stonies. Headline Stonies. Headline Stonies, yeah. There you go. Definitely. Red Rocks, I think, would be really cool. Absolutely. I remember I saw a video of Casey Musgrave. She, like, sold out Red Rocks, and it was just most insane. Just, like, mounds in the background, and it's I was beautiful. like, oh. Have you been there? No, I've so never even been. I've been so. there two or three times. Never have seen a show there. Huh, one just of my, to like visit? Yeah, one of my buddies lives in, in Denver and I've just gone there and yeah. um it's I've watched some music videos of, of mm-hmm. people being there, actual full shows and stuff like that. It does yeah. look like a neat vibe, but yeah. th- that whole room is is um yeah, it's pretty epic, man. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing to like play Bridgestone too. You know, just moving to Nashville, being like, oh, one day I'm gonna play there. I love the stories of people that go to Nashville and they look at things like that. And Bridgestone would be, I mean, I wonder, like even even um, the football stadium, I forget what it's called. Nissan. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like you get some of the some of the artists that play there are huge. Mm-hmm. And even I I wonder if they look at it as it's my hometown per se. Yeah, I think. I mean, when t- I saw Taylor Swift play there once, and she was like, "This is like a hometown show," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so cool would you want to go back to canada and like do something up there after after you make it here that's a positive attitude you see that yeah um i mean i don't know i think that i mean the thing about america is if you make it in america you make it everywhere so sure. it, w- it will translate to canada if something goes really great here it'll it'll so what you're saying there. it doesn't it doesn't go the other way very no easy. it doesn't it's like in canada i mean as a female you know female struggle for radio play in general and in canada the most played People on Canadian radio are American males, American females, Canadian males, then a Canadian female. So there's wow. like four of us that get any love, um, and it's really hard. So, um, yeah, the, the American females are getting played more than like the Canadian, because Canada just consumes so much American media, music, movies, TV shows, everything. So That's crazy. I mm-hmm. only landed in an airport there on my way to Europe. I nice. literally landed. <laughs> I went through the little cu- custom things in about 45 minutes and I was off. And you were out. <laughs> yeah, so I really didn't get to. I heard about the fries thing that they do there where they just pour gravy. Poutine, yeah. yeah. That, that stuff. <laughs> it's pretty delicious. And magically delicious. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's gravy and cheese and fries. It's hard to go wrong. Yeah, the unfattening mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite place to like eat in Nashville? Now that you've been there a, a little yeah. while. Do you, do you have a go-to that you just, are you like a hot chicken person? I do like hot chicken. Um Princes? Do you like princes or Hattie B's better? I'm, I think probably princes. Yeah. It's just so spicy. It's real. Like even the most mild one is like almost too spicy. I've for had me. them both, and I had Hattie B's plain, and I burned. Yeah, burned. that's the thing. It's like yeah. you got to be mentally prepared walking in there. You're like, okay. I'm just gonna tell you, uh, my buddy Chris and I. Chris, he's a guy that owns Stoney's. He, um, him and I stay at the Hutton a lot and there's one right across the street. Right, yeah. So we woke up one morning and we were flying out that day and there was no line. So we like looked at each other and went, Whoa. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't get on a plane right after you eat Hattie B's. Oh, I man. had the worst indigestion I've ever had, ever. Yeah. So going back to that, your favorite place to go to in Nashville? Um, I mean, there's so much amazing you're food at home, in Nashville. So let's just say that you're on the road for like three months mm-hmm. and you come home and you're just craving that one thing. What is it? Um, there's this little Mexican place in 12 South called Taqueria del Sol. It's so good. It has That's the best fried, has a fried chicken taco that like I dream about at night and the queso is so good. And right near my house, um, there's a central barbecue, which is a Memphis barbecue chain. I think there's like two of them in Nashville now and they have these wings and it has honey gold on them. And I don't know what honey gold means, but it's, but it's honey good. I would like be buried in a casket filled with honey gold. Okay, here's the here here's here's the best question ever. When you eat chicken wings, mm-hmm. flats or drums? 
Mm, I mean, I don't discriminate. I really. do. <laughs> really? I totally, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I guess drums, but yeah. I don't know. I don't really. They're both great, I think. That's funny. I go to um, a place here in town called Jason James Pizza Bistro. I have a, I have a pizza problem. Nice. Probably, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing. <laughs> but uh, they make chicken wings. There. I love them because they mm-hmm. have this dry rub that's really good. But I'll order them, and I'll say flats only. They already know. Yeah. Them. They just order flats only. But the owner comes out the minute. He's like, oh, I just wanted to come say hi. Right. <laughs> He's like, I know who that is. Yes, because it's that way every I feel like he can get more out of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you pull it the right way and get the bones out, like, it's I easier to eat or there's something. There's something about the drum and that knuckle meat at the end. I just don't. Yeah. It's weird. I feel uh, you. I feel you. For dude. sure. Do you, mm-hmm. um, is there an artist that you'd love to go out on the road with and learn from? Oh, so you many. Can't, you can't say Shania Twain again. No. You can't be your go-to. No, no, no. Um, I mean, there's so many. I'm, I mean, I, I'm so excited to be out with Jimmy. I mean, he's he's so great, and his this year he has it's been so massive. So it's really cool to see. I met Jimmy at a festival in Canada actually once. Really? He was just yeah. We just started, um, and so it's kind of a funny full Ironic. circle thing. Yeah. Um, I would love to go on the road with uh, Keith Urban. I feel like he's you know an absolute legend. Um, he, he would be amazing. He can play the guitar. Yeah, he would be great. I feel like Dan and Shay would be really cool too. Shay's like the best singer ever in the world. I think the, so. That combination is pretty crazy between mm-hmm. the writing and the and the voices they have is pretty nuts. Nuts. Same with Brothers Osborne too. Their live show is an insane. Phenomenal. Like one of my favorite live shows I've ever seen. So it's really. I mean, there's so many great things about touring and playing sh- festivals and all that stuff. And w- one of the my favorite things is, is after my set is done and you get to stand side stage and watch this crowd enjoy music and when a band like Brothers Osborne is up there just sh- like he's shredding the guitar and he's right. so good and the music is amazing and you just watch this crowd just like feel free and happy and joyful it's just like the most positive energy it's just amazing there's so. not a not too many bad vibes I'm gonna say not a bad exactly. but there's not too many bad vibes no it's insane it's so cool do you prefer a venue show or do you like playing the big festival stuff um I don't know. I mean, they're they're both they're different for each reason. You know, sometimes festivals are like a hundred degrees, and you're at two p.m. and nobody's there. Like you just never really know, or you have no sound check. You know, when you're on a tour, you get a sound check, and you're right. like feel more prepared. You don't like the line check. The line check, you're just like <laughs> hope for the best. Um, so I mean, but it's a different energy too. A festival, people are there all day. They're there to right. see multiple acts, and in a venue, you feel like maybe they're they're there for you or. What do, you th- what do you think could help the early artist on a festival platform? Have you ever thought about like mm. what could actually help that? Because obviously, yeah, I've always had this thought of a festival being in a sense if you take so say that you have like six six artists on it and three of them are big and mm-hmm. three of them are small. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do a big artist first, then a small artist, then a big artist, then a small artist, yeah. then a big artist? I've always thought that that's that a really good idea. That would be a great idea. Because then it's it's a win-win for everybody. It sure is. I actually, I remember I played a show um, and the person who was supposed to be direct support for Keith uh, couldn't do it like last minute right. and for some reason I was the choice and so I played and I was so over my head like I hadn't played a crowd like that big and they were all there to see Keith you know they had no idea who I was right. um, but I made a lot of fans that day like you see it socially you have I saw you at that show I like cried on stage I was just like because it was sure. just 20,000 people there I hadn't even ever done that before so um, I'll never forget that day and you're right I mean I was able to make fans and so when you're at 2 p.m. and nobody's there it's tough to do that. I just for for me I look at stuff at stagecoach and everything like that and um I had an I think Heath Sanders is who who was here and he had someone from his management that was here and said something after the interview I did and he's like dude mm-hmm. this is what's missing 
because yeah. what else does a new artist go there for? Yeah. I mean, you look at a place like that and there's 40, 50,000 people there, but you're only playing for a thousand, mm-hmm. if that, because they're really not paying attention. Yeah. I go to a uh, country fan fest every year up in Utah. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Megan Patrick played last year mm-hmm. and she played early and she is phenomenal. Yeah. And I just sit back and there was like maybe 30 people there. And yeah. I'm like, what a waste. What an absolute yeah. waste. Yeah. Be- it's be- a tough to do that too. You know, well, something has to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I think your idea is great. I think that's a great idea. I don't know why anyone wouldn't do it mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's win-win for, for it's for the fan, mm-hmm. for the artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you put all this time and effort to get there as yeah. a newer artist and you get there oh, and yeah. you literally don't get the, I don't want to say recognition because that's probably not the fairest of words. But I like that idea. I yeah. Think have to go or, call like the sh- or like the shot, too, because as a new artist, you you know, you get told you're playing stagecoach. You're like, oh, my gosh. You right. know, it's a huge thing. It's just so great to just have done it and have it on your little resume and right. be there and experience something you've always wanted to do. And so, I mean, if you they sprinkled new artists in between bigger acts, I feel like that would be a great, I think great idea. Huge. Yeah. So we did we've done two tailgates here during ACM. And we did a thing where I had the main stage mm-hmm. and then right next to it I had what's called the country AF radio stage yeah and so we on our station we play we still play terrestrial level music mm-hmm. but at the same time I'll play Keith Urban and like a well we'll call it um a Luke Bryan or something like that but in between I'll take a newer artist and then I'll take another newer artist and our goal is to my goal is for the whole station is to introduce people to new music mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it's always going to be there the guys that have made it are always going to have their platform because yeah. they pretty much already made it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, our number one most liked song is Ruthie Collins' Hypocrite on our station. Really? Yes. That's great. Number one. I love number that. Th- number two, um, I believe, was Sand in My Boots by Morgan Wallen just mm-hmm. this past week. And this is all fan-driven. These yeah. are people that listen to it in an app. It's got a like button and then they like it. Yeah. Number three is Josh Miranda's Till the Neon's Gone. And cool. I sit back and I'm like, although that dude writes some amazing so- songs mm-hmm. and has a couple number ones under his belt, him doing his own thing is what I champion. Yeah. But that's the platform that I think that has to be. You give mm-hmm. the idea of, of an artist. I would love to see you out with Keith Urban mm-hmm. and see him play whatever last and then right before that. And then before that, the Brothers Osborne and then put put someone that's on their way up again. Neon Union, for that matter, just yeah. because we're speaking of that. And mm-hmm. then have another huge one because then yeah. why wouldn't it work? But that's what we did out there is we would have a bigger artist play. And then while we're doing changeover people would stand and just shift just like shift, this just turn yeah and there's another stage with yeah. russell dickerson played our small stage i love that that's, yeah. a, that's great and he I was on that. his way up too but he got to play in in between bigger artists mm-hmm. like i think it was chase rice and like love and theft or something like right. that so it was kind of cool that's awesome i think it's a win it is a win and definitely it's tough it's tough business you know we need people like you that champion the new people uh, for I, sure i think that's why john marks and myself get along mm-hmm. the way that we do <laughs> i learned so much from him i wish He's you great. would listen to the rest of that interview i will for some, sure there's some gold in there and yeah for me being a guy that i we have the las vegas strip here mm-hmm. uh so there's cover bands coming out of our ass um <laughs> you guys have got broadway and that's yeah. cover bands coming out of your ass yeah so i made some comments to him about i just don't understand it um mm-hmm. why an artist stays so long there and john mm-hmm. marks flipped that on me so fast and was like dude like sneak in these some of these artists will sneak in some of their yeah. original stuff yeah and then the flip to that is they get to um um build their database mm-hmm. of fans because mm-hmm. none of those people none of those people are there yeah they don't really live there yeah. they're all tourists yeah so it's true i never even thought of it that yeah. way because i have had artists come here before and they've done the cover thing mm-hmm. thinking that's what we want so we change the way we make our offers yeah and i don't 
last night Ryan Griffin played here. Yeah, and I he's think he's so good. Oh my god, he's crazy. He 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 did three covers. One of them was like this mashup, and he played I think uh, an hour and twenty five minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. And he held the audience like unreal. It was yeah. the most amazing thing that wow. I've seen in a long time because he's only been here once before, opened mm-hmm. for Carly Pierce, and smoked her. Like <laughs> did so much better in her sound, everything. Our it was just a phenomenal show. Wow. Um, that says a lot. He's amazing. And, you know, yeah, he's such he's really inspiring, too, because he's like one of those artists that has had record deals and yeah. then not. And then, like, he had a song blow up on TikTok like right after he was at it. Like, it's just it's good to see he's a machine people like that. And he's continue to work hard and continue to grind and, and like not give up and not. He just be signed discouraged. another deal. Yeah, I know. And then yeah. you get another one. It's just like it's it's when you're in town and you you have a pulse on like what's going on and stuff like that happens it's really awesome i love the i love the not quit and it was so neat yeah, to have him exactly. come back and sit with him his interview will be up next week as well he was super fun to sit down with just yeah. because he's 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 a neat dude yeah i like the people that have the drive and, and mm-hmm. that's what it's all about for sure i'm gonna ask this question like i've been asking you ever heard of the band after midtown yeah okay i give these guys the kudos for that I got done. We got to the end of our interview and uh, they asked me a question and I loved the question. I answered <laughs> it really fast. So no pressure. OK. If you could go back and have the same feeling from one album and listen to it all over again, <sighs> that one album, what would it be? Like listen to it for the first time ever again. Um, you say Shania Twain. We're I, no, I, no, 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 I won't. I won't. There's, I mean, there's a, there's some, I definitely like, I'm like trying to think of what age, but I remember John Mayer went country for a minute and he right. released an album called Born and Raised. And that album was so impactful to me. I remember the songwriting is insane. And I remember being like, I, I, I need to, like, I need to move to Nashville. I need to write songs. Like the, like, the quality is so phenomenal. I remember that. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember driving. I can, like, see it. I'm, like, in my little silver car that would break down all the time, listening, crying to that album. Because it's, like, his sad. It's, like, when he left Hollywood, he was, like, because he had dated everybody and he, everyone hated him, kind of. And then he moved to Montana and he put on, a, like, a little hat and he released this poet it's so good yeah i'll have to listen to that you have I'm, to i'm Front sure i've to listened back. to pieces it's, of it it's, it's that stunning. good yeah it's like a really artsy not really commercial but it's so beautiful i would watch him do you remember periscope mm-hmm. he used to pop on yeah. periscope and i would <laughs> I be like about that yeah this dude is crazy he's like, crazy yeah, yeah. he's but he's one of those people that he's such a great guitar player great songwriter great singer creative just oozing out of him like his live shows bananas i don't think i've ever seen him live other than like on youtube or something and yeah. periscope yeah <laughs> yeah i, I mean he happened to periscope i know i told i literally since you, i was like i haven't thought of that in years because <laughs> I, re- I don't remember even where i saw it but i went on there and he was the only guy i would ever watch on there yeah. because he would be streaming on there like crazy and i, I remember it. just seeing all the hearts going up maybe that's yeah. the new tiktok I yeah honestly or, vice or lives or whatever i guess yeah. right what are your goals for the rest of 22 I'm putting out some music, which is so cool. Um, I this year's been really, really great. I was on a show called Songland um, a couple years ago, I guess two years ago now. It's wild, uh, which is like a songwriting competition show, and um, I actually won. And I wrote a song called Champagne Night that Lady A ended up putting to radio, and it went number one. Are you playing that tonight? Yeah, of course. Are you playing Dear Me tonight? 
No, I'm not. Why not? I don't know. Does I'm that mean I have to bring ones. you back just so you'll do yes. that? Yes. Okay, oh, I no. love that, though. That's, that's, that's nice. Fair. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of crazy because that was a really random thing to happen and very unexpected. And then um, I signed a record deal. And then I was like, okay, you have to write this, you know, you have to write your album kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, and felt so overwhelmed with, like, pressure and, like, all of these things. And we finally cut it. We finally got it right. And I'm so excited to put it out. When does it come out? Um, in a few months, we don't have a, a date yet. We literally just, me and my producer just played it for the label for the first time. Um, and they're like freaking out about it. And so we're really excited. Do you, do you put the whole thing out at once? Do you tease singles here? I and don't there? know. I know that's really the, um, what would you want to do? I kind of think that it would be great to like put one out and then three weeks later, put another one out and then three weeks later, put another one out. Through the, is it an EP or a full album? Uh, it's six songs so far, okay. but we'll, we'll complete the album um, and then maybe drop the rest of it. But I like, there's like, the consistency is kind of cool, I think. I like that when artists do that. People are dropping so much music all the time, which I really think is great. And just seeing what, things kind of resonate and take off and stuff but we'll definitely have like a focus single so at that point you know I, you just got to trust the label at a certain extent to be like what's the what you know what works you right. know i don't really know so um it might just be one song and i might have to wait a whole year till i put out the other one i don't know i hope not <laughs> i think that's that 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 is yeah. the worst part of the industry yeah and the label side of stuff is when is when you as an artist get held because mm -hmm. you, you can't dictate. Other than the fact yeah. that, I mean, are you allowed to put that stuff out on TikTok and sing it for people? Yeah. Versus? Well, that's I've done that quite a bit this over this last year, too. I mean, with the pandemic happening. And what then, pandemic? What are you talking about? <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> but, um, and then, yeah, just being in this kind of writing thing. I, hadn't, I haven't put anything out in two years. I've just been putting things on TikTok. And it's right. really, it's such a great you know outlet for song there's like a songwriter thing happening on it it's um all, it's, ryan said something about it that he would he said through through um the last year and a half two years he mm -hmm. was just he's like hundreds of songs yeah and you can learn so much yes. about the algorithm and mm -hmm. how people respond and what's good and i said dude has anyone ever told you that song absolutely sucked and he's yeah. like he's like I've had, uh, I want to say that he said that maybe one or two things like mm -hmm. that, that I said, you must be really good then mm -hmm. because there's, everybody has hate in them mm -hmm. on those platforms. There's, sorry. Oh everybody. yeah. There's somebody that's going to have hate on it. For sure. But what, what an avenue to see what songs are good. For sure. It's this weird thing that like the algorithm, so something could blow up and then it's not necessarily means that the video that didn't blow up that that song is better than that other sure. song do you know what i mean because it is i don't know what it is i don't know who's behind the computer like picking which things but the absolute speed at which that app moves is insane like yeah. i my first video that did really well i posted it at like four o'clock and at eight o'clock i checked and had five hundred thousand views like it what other place do right. you have access thousands and thousands of comments and i was like oh my gosh what's happening like it's terrifying and then yeah so if you one wrong move or there's like the, a lot of pressure like I think it's almost I've had videos do good and then some don't do as good and you just never really know right but it's like it makes me nervous <laughs> putting anything on there because you're just like you could it could I mean there's two million people that'll watch it and that's like a, a lot, lot of that's a lot of people that's a, that's with opinions about things you know I, I just learned something last night about TikTok that I never knew because clearly I don't spend enough time on it but there's a Ryan was saying that he was flipping through it one night and some little image popped up and says you should probably go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, it'll so stop. It? It'll stop you. Yeah, which is great. I mean, I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. It's good. No, it's good. I have this whole thing 
I'm like super big advocate on people putting like screen time limits on their phones. Absolutely. I am so passionate about that. Like I did it and it has been a game changer for me because your phone is like, hey, you have five minutes left. I have two hours on TikTok, two hours on Instagram a day, which is like a ton of time. It's an awful. It's a it's a ton of time. Actually, maybe, sorry, it's one hour on TikTok, one hour on Instagram. And so it's made me be more, like, intentional. Like, okay, I have to post today. Okay, I'll post. But I'm not scrolling through everybody else. Right. And it's, like, there's definitely the comparing yourself thing. But it's also just the news straight up. It's just, like, I can't. Like, it's too much. Like, my anxiety cannot handle it. No. So TikTok has a, a similar thing where it pops down. It's like, you've been scrolling a long time. Like, have some water. Go to bed. Like, it'll literally encourage you to, like, put it down. Didn't even, didn't even. Uh, the only thing I've learned from TikTok, um, I showed Ryan this last night, and I loved it, was if you're on your camera mm-hmm. and you want to go to video real quick. Yeah. Do you know what you do? You just swipe over. This way? Like that? Or, I mean, like like that? No. If if you if you're taking a picture, you just go like this and then start shooting video. Whoa! I did not know that. See, and that's that, cool. I sh- I taught that to Ryan last night. Whoa. I, taught I feel like I'm an accomplished TikToker now. Because that's impressive. That's about the only thing I've learned on. I there. like it. That's pretty neat. Like, and I used it last night. It was kind kind of funny that yeah. I remembered it and I was out shooting something from. The, the crowd onto the stage and mm-hmm. was like, oh, that's pretty badass. I'm a cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, funny. that's totally funny. Hey, thank you so much for the time today. Tell people yeah, how to find you absolutely. online. Absolutely. Um, you can find me everywhere, really, all of the things, all of the places. And it's just Mad- uh, Madeline Merlot, everything. And it's made line and then Merlot like the wine, but there's no tea on the end. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Heck yeah. House party. It's all drinks, loud talking. I spy a broken heart when you walk in. Well, baby, we got something in common. You say it's the first Friday that you're out and she ain't here. You're looking good playing with the label on your cold beer. Yeah, we could sit here and drink, but let me tell you what I think. Baby, we should just kiss, kiss.